Welcome back yeah, we are cool guys. to another episode of Topic Apocalypse, the only podcast on the internet. Um, Take that, Joe Rogan. Yeah, definitely the only one. Yeah, about who our doesn't have who doesn't have a podcast? No, he, he's only known for Fear Factor and MMA narrating. Um, okay, well, he's pretty good at that. Yeah, he's pretty. pretty I am your host, Josh Peterson, uh, and I'm joined here by Brian Kane, PhD. It's not real. Oh bullshit. Oh, prove it. Um, all I'll right. Fight you for, I'll fight you on that. Did you hear that last topic? It was pretty real. That was pretty real. <laughs> it was real. Denial Nitsky. There it is. Um, Whoa, that's like the first time. Well, he didn't get the first name right, but the last name I'll give him. Yeah. Damn. Give me a, I, it took two tries that time. Um, all right. As you guys know, uh, there is a little, just a little tiny low budget film coming out with like really not known actors called Avengers Infinity War. Did we forget to mention this is a special, special, special. You guys hear that echo? We are actually in a cavern right now. Special, um, special, special, special. Yeah. I, I like how spot. you're actually moving away from the microphone and you're still making your voice <laughs> lower. <laughs> you're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> that was a programmed uh, drop, Josh. Oh, special, just, special. <laughs> I just like to talk about what's going on behind the scenes here at top, the Topicocalypse Studios in Hollywood. Um, you guys can send us a, an email or a letter if you want to. What's our address? It's a one two five four Niner. Um, Sunset Sunset Boulevard. Uh, Beverly Thir- Hills nine hundred two hundred. Sweet five eighty nine. Eighty nine. Not five eighty nine. Five eighty nine. Yep. We are actually they yeah. Anyways, so what's the small budget movie we're talking about? Uh, Avengers: <clears throat> Infinity War. Did you guys get a chance oh. to see the trailer for that? Yeah. Yeah, you know it might have gone around a couple times. I think it's gone around a lot. Yeah, nobody really cares about this movie. No one's nope. reacting to it on um, YouTube. As a special topic, apocalypse special part one of three. Part one of three. We are going to be going back and talking about the first three phases of the Marvel Cinematic universe so for those of you who are unfamiliar with that um you know you're like patrick star living under a rock let me enlighten you for a second so did you just try and throw a spongebob reference i did because no 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 that's from spongebob okay all right you got to hear me out because spongebob is actually going off the air so thank god this is uh this is like our rest in peace how dare you sir for spongebob um classic episodes but anyways so phase one of the marvel cinematic universe what we're gonna be covering tonight today depending on where you are what movies does that include uh this includes iron man the original mm-hmm. the original the incredible hulk mm-hmm. iron man 2 electric boogaloo thor captain america the first avenger and the avengers so okay these are kind of the uh the jumping off point for the marvel cinematic universe so they yep. they did something that dc just did not even care they just bulldozed straight to the justice league film they gave each of their main characters a film before combining them all together. Well, do you? Well, go, sorry, buddy. In a, okay, so again, what I his hands seen are up. These, haven't seen these movies. What in, do I do with my hands? I don't do my hands right now. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Uh, event in the first Avengers movie, did that have Black Panther in it? No. Okay, carry on. He was not uh, entered into the universe until Captain America: Civil War Phase. Two. End of phase two. End of phase two. Yeah. Okay, so on. this, so this series of movies was did not include the Tobey Maguire Spider Man. Did not include the Eric Bana Hulk. It started with Iron Man. Yeah, it was, and it was done from scratch. So all the old uh, Marvel films 
did the gone did the people and the powers that be is that kevin feige and yes all that did is he was he aware that he was going to be making four phases of this giant universe or was he like oh iron man was successful we thought this was going to be a one-off and now it's going to be this whole thing so were they planning it or like oh the first movie got traction all right we got something here the hulk movie did a, a lot of people want to forget about that one but, you know, yeah. then with so the success of was, Thor and Iron Man 2 and all that stuff. He was trying to build something. So in the end of Iron Man, or even during Iron Man, they kept hinting at uh, the Avengers. You know, in, yep. in the end credits scene, they had uh, uh, Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury saying, hey, we're going to be forming this team. And it, Tired of these motherfucking snakes. But any comic book fan knew what that meant. And then, so I think that... He had plans. They definitely had plans. And they actually got so desperate to make these plans happen. Because this is before they were bought by Disney. Right. Uh, <laughs> I think they were under Paramount's banner for a while. But they were so desperate to make these movies that they actually went and had a got a contract signed with Universal for The Incredible Hulk. So that's why oh, we uh, haven't seen the Hulk in any solo films. Because Universal owns the solo rights to the Hulk still. I think everyone's okay with that. Yeah, I'm just not really that interested. He tried two times already. Eric uh, Bana, Edward Norton. And it really like didn't come to fruition until Iron Man 2 came out. And then, you know, they had that end credit scene with Thor. And I remember being in the theater that day and I was like, uh, I saw the end credit scene. And everyone's asking, what is that? What is that? And then I, I told. Uh, yeah, I was like, that's the hammer of Thor. And everyone in the theater is like, it's hammer of Thor, it's hammer of Thor, it's hammer of Thor. Um, you started the gossip. I started the gossip. Because I'm a nerd, uh, but yeah, do you, nerd. have you guys? So, what? Which of these movies have you guys seen? Have you guys seen any of the Phase One films? Seen all of them. Okay, Daniel. No, nothing. Okay. Um, Wait, which? So it, you had the original Iron, Iron Man. Iron Man was Iron Man Three the one where his house got blown up? No, that's Iron. That, yes, that was Iron Man Three. So then that's Phase Two. I want to say. <laughs> I seen any of those then. Okay, so Iron Man kind of kicks off the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and that was the one film like when they announced they were making that. Everyone, everybody was surprised because how do you make an Iron Man film work? You know, super, you need a big, you need a big out of this world character. Yeah, yeah, you, and personality, uh, and, and actor to play him. And a lot of people up until that point, like superhero movies. They were cool, yeah, but they weren't done in a way that was uh, believable. Not believable. I know Superman is unbelievable. Well, the best but... the best comparison was what was that Christopher Nolan's Batman? Was the were those coming out right around the same time? Yeah, I think the the Batman Begins was already out. Yeah, because that was like mid two thousands, and then the Dark Knight had to be what two thousand ten or something like that. Right. So the first Batman that was, and everybody loved that and puts that at such high praise. So that was really the standard for superhero movies. Yeah, because Iron Man was two thousand six. I want to say. Gosh, that's a long time. So yes. many movies have come so out. They're they're wow. Tw- they're twenty movies in right now. To a year. Yeah. So um, I don't know what what are your thoughts on Iron Man? Like, do you think? I like the old school nature of Iron Man in that it still played Sabbath. It still played... Iron Man was 2008. 2008? Yeah, close enough. So it's still playing like that rock music. It felt unique. It didn't feel um, formulaic like the rest of these superhero movies that are coming out now do. It was a little bit less predictable, but in a way this sort of set the pace and sort of it set the formula for the rest of the movies that came out. 
I loved Iron Man and I loved the first Captain America. Those are both in my top five of the superhero movies. The original, the first Captain America is probably number one. It, see, I that's weird because I didn't like, not weird, but like I didn't like the first Captain America until I watched the second Captain America. And then I went back and I appreciated the first one a lot mm-hmm. more. I like that era. So it's a little biased. I just like the era. I like that, you know, that 40s, 50s Americana style. Do you remember when I... Kill them Nazis. Kill them. Uh, do you remember when I was inter- I interviewed you for my one of my journalism projects yeah. about the comic books and you were talking about the uh, red... Red Skull? Uh, red, not Red Skull, but the Red Army era of Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, we were talking, yeah, yeah. like, how these comic books are kind of a product of their time. Right. You know, and even within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you have these factions of uh, political beliefs. Yep. So, Captain America kind of represents the, uh, I guess, more conservative route. And yeah. then even Iron Man, for his first two films, he was actually, like, said in the movie, I'm tired of the liberal agenda. Yep. And then... Captain America anti-terrorism stuff yeah, like right. that. Yeah. And then Captain America's Civil War runs around all of a sudden his belief system changes. But um I don't know what did you feel about all of the movies? Do you feel like they set a good foundation or do you feel it was a rocky start after the first Iron Wait, Man? Ro- we're talking about Rocky now? No, Creed. Um Sorry. I like Apollo. No, I they they did they accomplished what they set out to do, and that's more than we can say for like Sam Raimi's Spider Man trilogy. You know, they yeah they set up a story. Did you see those original Spider Man? Do know? Tobey Maguire saw the first one. Did you like it with Macho Man in it? I like Macho Man, Randy Savage. Boom saw is ready. <laughs> I like that one, and then I saw parts of. Did you see the one with Paul Giamatti? Is the that, Rhino. Oh, Amazing Spider-Man. Hey, I actually... That's not Tobey Maguire. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, okay. Oh, and I saw parts of the emo Spider-Man one. Okay. Venom. That's classic. <laughs> Come over for the oh. eye Venom. So they, Such a weird scene. They did a great Venom. job, and honestly, a lot of things that connected all these movies together was the like the shield, uh, the post-credit scenes, and the shorts that were in between the yep. movies. Um. Yep. Do you let me ask you this? Do you think that any other movie could have, or any other hero could have been the foundation of the universe besides Iron Man? No, I think Iron Man's your hook to get people interested. He's a big, rich billionaire philanthropist playboy. I think that's to quote him in the movie. Um, and that's exactly who you need to get people interested because nobody else could be that. It's your closest thing to, I guess, it'd be closest thing to Batman. Right, right, and, Bat- and sadly, Batman was so well received. Yeah, so I think D- and, and Marvel's option was okay. Let's go with our version of Batman, which is Tony Stark. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's jump into Incredible Hulk. Um, Incredible Hulk wasn't a huge fan of. I liked how they did the callbacks of uh, to Captain America, mm-hmm. like the Super Soldier Serum. But I love uh, Edward Norton. He was so good, and I hated that there were contract issues with him. Yeah. And- uh, you know, just the fact that Universal owned the property made them easy. It made yep. it easier to back out. I don't really like Mark Ruffalo that much. He's fine. He's fine, but he's not like. But I don't think the Hulk is ever a central focal point of the story. Right. Hulk is just sort of the get us out of trouble. Yeah. yeah. So perfect. Hulk smash. So Hulk smash. Exactly. Um, And then they did have that post credit scene with Robert Downey Jr. saying, hey, we're forming a team. But that was one that could have you know, it didn't really make sense. Why would he be telling uh, General Ross that they were forming a team? Yeah, I don't know. They were just trying it's, to keep the hype train rolling, I, I, I guess. Think that's, I think they had so much success with Iron Man that they just, we got to keep this train going, even if it doesn't, there's no continuity, that's fine. Right. 
Denial you like the Hulk? Never saw it. No, no, no. Just as a as like a superhero. Not really. What don't you like about him? Or her. They're She-Hulk. She-Hulk's kind of hot. She-Hulk. The whole... Uh, getting, you know... You think it's just a cop-out? Yeah. It's just really easy. Oh, he's really strong and he's kind of indestructible. He's, he's angry. Like angry. Hurry up, um, Do you have a favorite superhero? Like, growing up, did you have, like, an action figure? Or were you like me and you had, like, your superheroes were from the WWF? That's what my superheroes Kane, were. for me, because that's the same last name. And you're also Rishiki, old, man. Me. Rikishi, jackass. Rikishi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like, I I liked Wolverine, I think. Like, that was... Wolverine, okay. Was, my, you know, just a badass that had... Such a badass. That had knives going Hugh Jackman's the man, too. God, with that. he was so good at that character. You see Logan? Uh, I, yeah, Josh. Hey, Daniel, you should watch Logan. It's a great movie. Bastard didn't warn me about the end. Or I was gonna cry my eyes out like a little oh, bitch. So many tears. Well, was, well, they showed it in the. I'm like, dude, I don't read the comic books. If you watch, the, so if I you watch, the the, if you watch that movie out of context, like with the rest of the uh, X Men movies, just by itself, solo, by itself, it wouldn't be that sad to you. But like, as you know, growing up with the X Men movies yeah. and getting attached to Hugh Jackman's character as Logan, I like Sabretooth. And I didn't. And the thing is, like, I never saw the Wolverine. Like, I never saw oh, that. Okay. So I had no idea. That's the best one. I never saw it. That was the one that was like 2013. We saw that. Yeah, we, we did. Big dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Anyways, back to Marvel Universe. Oh wait, that is Marvel, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, but so back to the Hulk. I think that was that was the movie that most people will overlook. And just, yes, it's in there and it's part of the story, but nobody really pays that much attention to right. it. It's probably 20th of 20 on all, of all the Marvel what, films was, for me. Was there ever... That was the only Hulk movie that came out, right? It was the first one? In the MCU. In there was the in Eric this Banna existence, Hulk yeah. Right. Or that. Um, okay, next one. Thor. Do, what did you think of that one? That one is one that Natalie did Portman's not... Natalie Portman's hot. Natalie Portman I think Triple H should have gotten that role. He could have nailed it. Right. The game. Absolutely. Honestly, the man. If he hadn't have played uh, that character so atrociously in Blade Three, I think he probably could have been in the running for that part. Well, he was originally apparently in running for that part, but I think it. I think with the quality level actor like Robert Downey Jr., Samuel L. Jackson, and stuff that was entered into this series, had they gone to Triple H, I feel like it would have been like, oh, this is a callback to hokey superhero movies. Okay, I get you. With Tobey Maguire. As much as I would love to see, like, as much as I love seeing The Rock successful, the Brahma Bowl. Right. It's like the much love. His new tattoo is ugly as hell. I like the old one so much better. I know, right? (laughs) Um, Sorry, Rock. I'd still love you, though. One thing I did not like. For President 2020. The Hulk, not the Hulk, Thor did not age well. That's one of those ones where you go back and like I... Oh, it? like the animation? Not the animation, but the just story like the and... story. You know, it did not age well. And I... Loki was better in that movie than Thor was. He was, and he out Wasn't Tom Hiddleston supposed to be Thor, and then they liked him so much they made him Loki? I thought I had read a rumor about oh, something that like that. That could be That's false, interesting. But... That would be cool. Um... No, I didn't like like I you know they got <laughs> Kenneth Branagh who had been known to direct like Shakespearean films, and he oh. d- decided to capture the drama all in Dutch angles. You know where you have the the camera turn at an angle. Oh, gotcha. And so that was like over half the movie was all Dutch angles, and that eventually like there were parts where it it, it pulled me out. Like I was not I was into it for a second. Dan, Denial's laughing, but, but it's 
it was so distracting and such an odd cinematography choice that you are taken out of the world for a second and like, oh, that was an odd choice to make from a cinematography point of view. Right. And here's the thing with the Thor comic books is that like um, Thor Ragnarok, you guys see, did you see it? Nope. Did you see it? No. Okay. And Thor Ragnarok. I'm going to borrow it from uh, Josh Buster. Seriously. I mean, (laughs) you guys can borrow the movies anytime. Um, but there's literally a joke. They got down to the Gardens of the Galaxy formula where there's literally a joke every like two minutes because they need yep. to... You see, Crystal liked Gardens of the Galaxy because of the comedy. Yeah, and that's the thing. Thor is a very dark superhero. His comic books, like I have a whole lot of his comic books and they're very dark. Ragnarok was... It was basically a story about him dying, okay? And they did not Isn't like... Isn't like it him killing his sister or something like that? Yeah, he has Spoiler to kill... Alert. Well, he had... Yeah, his... Alert. Asgard is being destroyed. And that's... in Avengers is assembled. That was the Thor story. Don't Ragnarok. they move it to Oklahoma? Ragnarok. They move it to New Mexico. Oh. <laughs> Area 51. Area 51. So it, it's it's supposed to be this dark, tragic story. And they just wanted to fill it with, like comedy you know and i like yeah. Thor: the dark Jokes. world but like i just i don't think we. but that's need in that. a different that's in a different phase but like right. they just didn't they they wanted to explore that but they didn't want to like there's a hesitancy in the filmmaking because it's see. starting to get big and so they want to get as many people on the train as possible right before it rises up to the top <laughs> of his asshole I, I like how, no i like how every time we make a dirty joke like that can be set up we both turn over to daniel <laughs> looking erect in his seat over there <laughs> brian just keeps going with it and all he's doing um we did skip iron man too you have any thoughts on that shit there's a reason why you skipped it yeah it was, yeah. Pretty, it was pretty bad iron um, man 2 for poop I, I did, you know. That's like number nineteen for me. They needed it to introduce Don Don Cheadle as Cheadle. War Machine. Um, Don Cheadle as War right. Machine. Uh, but honestly, like, it, there's nothing. I think it was very forgettable. It was very forgettable, and I liked how they're trying to make it relevant again by saying that the kid who puts his hand up at the Stark Expo is uh, Tom Holland Spider Man. Yeah, that's just a weird callback. Was it actually Tom Holland who played that kid? No, no. Well, then, but then who Kevin cares? Feige was like, he's in Iron Man too, and they kept showing that scene. And if you go into uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, you see the poster on the wall of the Spark Stark Expo. I mean, that's good for continuity's sake, but I don't. I, that doesn't make me appreciate the whole movie more. But you know, and it's fine. So then, after Iron Man two is uh, Captain America, love so it. So you like this? Tell me love what you like it. about this movie. I love the scenery. I love the acting. I thought um, this is my second. This is my favorite. Chris, no Evans. Chris, yeah, not Hemsworth. Um, and then three Chris's in the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, but I love Captain America. Was the one action figure that I had growing up with all my wrestling action figures, okay. and so I have just a nostalgia of Captain America, and it was like. He's just the good guy fighting the bad guy. And it was very simple. But then seeing it played out and it's a really complex story um, and just seeing it. I love that era. Um, I love seeing the cars, everyone in the suits and everything like that. And the old timey mentality. I just I there's something about that that just I was completely immersed in it. See that when seeing those uh, previews, that's what got me like, oh, you know, what? that might be a good movie to watch because of, like you say, the the era, the. Mm-hmm. The cars, the clothing, the way right? I just never saw it. But he, yeah, he literally like he's a character who's literally a product of his time. Yep. And yeah, it's like, and you can see them carry that theme on into the following like yep. movies that he's featured, that, and that follows like, him cool. as he becomes representative of the time that's around him, and he's mm-hmm. faced with a struggle at one point in the universe where he, does he have to change 
his path and he gets kind of questionable about all that and the rug gets pulled out underneath. And so it's interesting character development. Um, but I like how they started with his kind of origin story straight away, as opposed to if they did it the other way where it was like, oh, this is him in the modern day. Like to do with Wolverine. Yeah, and then go right, backwards. Right. I feel like this fit him better because people are going to be more on board with kind of like that pure of heart. He's just a good guy, easy to root for Captain America. And what I like about his character is that there are no uh, no like blurry lines between good and evil for him. Like Wolverine mm-hmm. is a very complex character. Like right. he yep. seems simple, but there's like the line between good and evil. This or the spectrum, I guess, is like this big. Captain America is just a thin line, right? Yep. You're, you're either good or you're not. Yeah. So he's an archetype. Yeah. Yeah. He's just he is. It's good, bad, and it's very simple, and that's and makes it relatable. And so the first movie, I would say, even if you're not the biggest fan of superhero movies, it's one worth seeing because it doesn't feel like, oh, he's a superhero, he's going to conquer everything, but it is that good Trump's evil story. It's like the Rudy. Yeah. Hey, that's a good... Uh, that's a good analogy. Good comparison. Yeah. Um, all right. I guess last on the list here is the Avengers. Where the the enemy was Loki, right? It was Loki and the Shatari. Shatari. Yeah. Shatari. Um, I love that gaming console. <laughs> mm. Hey, they have a new console coming out. I saw that. Yeah, super dope. Shout out to Up Up Down Down for letting me know that. I like I liked the uh, the first Avengers. I thought it did a good job of keeping everybody interesting because you're introducing characters like Black Widow, Hawkeye, Nick Fury, the chick Kobe Smolders plays, Nick Col- uh, Agent Phil Coulson, um, who's from Marvel Agents of Shield. Formally, I don't know if he's in anymore. I stopped watching that two seasons ago. Yeah, I just couldn't keep. There's too much, too much going on. Too much Marvel, dude. I just can't. Yeah, exactly. Movies only for me. Yep. Um, but you know, I thought it was a good movie. It is the first time where I thought a movie would struggle having so many personalities that everyone's so invested in on the screen at the same time. You'd be like, oh, it's Iron Man's turn to talk. Oh, now it's Thor's turn to talk. Oh, now it's Nick Fury's turn to talk. Like it felt like it would be so jittery. But they did, I think, a great job of keeping it smooth. Everyone had a fair amount of screen time, drove the story forward. I th- that was probably my favorite Avengers movie more than the last two. Yeah, the character arc distribution, I guess you'd call it, was yeah, is pretty spot on. And I, you know, and especially with ensemble films, like I hate, absolutely hate, like the the build up, and you have to know like they're gonna have a confrontation. There has to be some kind of confrontation before they get over their differences and are able to like. Um, Work as a unit. Fight together, work as a unit. Sure. But they, they did it in a way that wasn't obnoxious or annoying. And like the the uh, dispute, I guess, when they're in the um, the lab uh, testing the Loki spear is it's short. You know, it happens in a span of less right. than three minutes. So No one's holding grudges yeah, over Yeah, they it. give you that. Whereas in like Justice League, the scene literally lasts for like 20 minutes. You're like, I'm just not really into this anymore. In a movie that's already boring. Right, right. And it's super yep. short, like an hour and 20 minutes. But... So, on all on the three phases, is the Avengers movie the end of each phase? I think that's how it works, right? The Avengers is the end and the beginning of the next phase. It's the one that moves the story most forward, typically. Well, I guess except the, for Captain America, the Civil War, that moved the story pretty far forward. That Yeah, because uh, phase two, the end of it was Ant-Man. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so they had... Um, so maybe that doesn't follow. So they had Avengers Age of Ultron and then um, Captain America Civil War and then Ant-Man. Mm. But I think Ant-Man was kind of the one that they were taking the, the risk on and they didn't know if it was going to pay off or not. I'm glad it did. Yeah. Paul Rudd. Um, 
Okay, yeah, yeah. And the uh okay, so Avengers did a great job of driving the story forward and it it compared to the other Avengers films, it's sort of cheesy now, but um you know, it, it's it, a superhero movie. It's a superhero movie, but it aged well. And you notice that the the anti kept getting taken up in future yep. ensemble films and it became more more visceral and more right. realistic. It's um, like the Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets in the series where it's right, like it's right. It's a good story. It's starting to get a little bit more complex, but you're not dealing with these dark, crazy uh, themes going throughout the film. Yeah. And then like Harry Potter, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban was like the turning point. The darkness yep. started rolling in. Whereas Voldemort. Shh, don't I'll say like, his name. I'll yeah, don't say his name. Phase yeah. two had um, uh Iron Man three was kind of the turning point. You're like, okay, the the stakes you're are getting start, high. Here. Starting you start to deal to with PTSD that. and all that stuff. Um, yeah. All right, cool guys. Well, you can listen to our part two of the MCU breakdown tomorrow. Tomorrow. Um, all right, cool. So, where can they find us, Brian Kane? You can find us on all social medias at Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Topicocalypse. And we're also on Podbean.com. You can download our episodes and all of our old episodes and like, share, and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. But you can find us at podbean.com, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, if you're on uh, using an Android, uh, Google Play, podcast.com, YouTube. Did I miss anything? I think you got it all. Okay. Uh, Dan- Denial, where can they find, uh, if they want to send us an email, where can they send that to? Topicocalypse at gmail.com. All right, cool, guys. Until next time, uh, stay frosty. Heidi and Frank. Hey, Josh Peterson here. This episode of Topicocalypse is brought to you by the Pop Culture Cosmos. Do you know what I love discussing more than poop knives? Pop culture. And before the Big Bang Theory planted itself on the butthole of pop culture by filling our subculture with crap, I I loved going to Comic-Con and talking about movies and video games. And thanks to the Pop Culture Cosmos, my love of all things nerd is rekindled. You can catch the Pop Culture Cosmos podcast on the podcast radio network every Monday night at 10.30 p.m. EST and 7.30 p- uh, p.m. PST, and the Pop Culture Multiverse Show every Friday night at 7 EST and 4 PST.